Welcome to episode number 146 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about, you guessed it, video games. My name is Cole Ross, and I am your host, and I am joined via Skype today by... Dennis Furia. David Meismith. Ben Merkel. I let you. you win that one. <laughs> <laughs> the the never-ending struggle. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, guys, the entire crew. Back together again at last. Let's uh, enjoy it. Uh, yes, let us enjoy it. So what do we have in store for you today? Uh, I would have gone out and gathered some news, but uh, two things happened uh, between yesterday and today. Uh, Mass Effect 3 came out, and a new You Look Nice Today dropped. Um, so that effectively killed any of my ambition to go look for news. So this is going to be a what have we been playing extravaganza. <laughs> Are you guys averse like to this? Just a comment. News. What's that? Yeah. I feel like Mass Effect <laughs> is news. I oh, mean, well. what, what, what other relevant could possibly have happened? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. and each was the other's world entire. Um, the, the one other thing that could have made that a perfect storm is to have the Arrested Development movie release today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I still need to see the Tim and Eric movie. But that's neither here uh, nor there. Um, so are you guys averse to that? You guys want to jump right into what we've been playing? I'm sure. completely opposed. You are completely opposed. Um, let's see here. Who is who? who that means we been... start with him. Yeah, I was gonna say that means David goes first. Yeah, that means David. <laughs> oh, goes, yeah, that means that means he go first. Let's do it. Jump right in, David. What you been playing? I uh, or what have you been playing? There we go. I've received notes. I've received notes. Um, actually, I downloaded some weird indie game called uh, Valley Without Wind. It's one of the like procedurally generated type games, um, so like a, a, a Metroidvania type thing, where bas- basically the plot line is that the cataclysm um, jumbles up space and time, and so you um, play this guy with like this magical glyph that allows you to run around like shoot spells and stuff, and so you have to um, save the world. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird game. Um, you go and, you know, you go to different, different levels and each one will be, you know, a different biome and, um, time period and fight monsters, um, stuff like that. When you say procedurally generated, uh, Metroidvania, are you talking like Terraria? See, it remind. I mean, it's, you know, trying to be the same thing, but it doesn't. It is procedurally generated, as in like the the layout of the zones of the levels is different, the actual platforming areas are different, stuff like that. But the thing is, it doesn't really have like the um, you know you can't like just randomly dig through the ground or anything like that. So it doesn't feel nearly as um, it doesn't have that feel of you know Terraria or Minecraft or whatever. Right. So I I do have to say though it's kind of got a interesting um, name oh se- well yeah and sense of humor <laughs> okay um for I love that uh, when you know introducing you to like the 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 uh, when you create a character you um, everything's pre-generated including the name and um, what I love about it is when they introduce like what happens when you die that sort of thing they talk about how you know you're there to save the world and that makes you very important but don't worry if you die you know they'll just pass the glyph on to the next person and so when you die you 
choose a different pre-generated person. Oh, so it's like uh, Infinity Blade, kind of, narratively. Yeah, and um, you can, you can though, unlock people from different time periods. So, um, you know, I, I've, you start out with, like, Ice Age people and, like, powered armor, and I've gone, like, pre-industrial people in, um, like, suits. So it's Infinity Soul Blade. yes so i don't know um real mixed feelings it's you know kind of addicting on the other hand like this just actual killing things doesn't help you so just um a lot of it feels very tedious so this is on steam you can get a hold of this i actually i got it on gamersgate which is like ultra 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 generic um steam so, like, if Direct-to-Drive is generic Steam, Gamersgate is generic Direct-to-Drive. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is a perfectly valid TV, you know, manufactured by a magnet box. It's a Sorny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, I also, um, I've been um, mooching um, Dennis's, or Dennis's, yes! I stole it. You didn't know. Um, Ben's, <laughs> Ben's copy of uh, Portal Two. Oh yeah. Um, so Did- I just got to. I just. Um, or I guess the uh, robot with the uh, the British, uh, the pleasing British voice. Wheatley. Um, Wheatley. Stephen Merchant. Yeah. I I, I just referred to him as Mecha Geico. Oh yeah. But, um, <laughs> so funny. I love Wheatley. Um. He, he Wait, just, is that not Ricky Gervais? Uh, no, it's somebody's on the show with him. Uh, Should have been Ricky but, Gervais. Um, he ju- uh, just revived um, the uh, Glados, so that's about where I am, fairly near the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let, let's try not to spoil too much because the game is See, less than a year old. The whole thing with the setting being somewhere you wouldn't expect um unfortunately has been spoiled yeah well no i mean it's a okay so let's let's take it as as oh yeah as red let's take it as red that you are still in aperture yeah exactly and i so yeah i don't want to spoil that and anything i don't know um i'm gonna be interested to see the previous game i had trouble controlling with a mouse and keyboard when all the things we had to do, like the multiple jumps, we had to jump, then land our portal, then, you know, you know, rock it out and hit another portal. Right. So I'll be interested to see how that works with um, uh, the with analog stick. Yeah. I've noticed that it does kind of um, seek you in um, on the portal some. Does it, like, magnetically draw you to places where a portal would, 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 would affix? Oh no! Um, rather, um, if you have a portal, as you're falling towards it, it'll like gravity you into. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not just kind of like boom, I landed on the edge, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things that I've heard about about Portal in general, Portal One, and and to a lesser extent, Portal Two. Like you know, two they 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 make it a little bit more complicated, but that it's a really great um, introductory tool to people who might not be used to navigating 3D space. Uh, oh, okay. Either with a mouse and keyboard or with dual analog sticks. Other podcasts I've listened to where uh, they, they kind of refer to it. This is derogatory, so I'm sorry, but they refer to it as a girlfriend game. Um, insofar as like, <laughs> if, if if they don't know, if they don't like, if if somebody doesn't quite have, have a grasp of, I look with the right stick and I 
you know, maneuver with a left stick. Putting them in front of Portal is actually a great way for them to, for them to understand how to navigate and keep track of that 3D space. Uh, just because oh, it is be, because it is low pressure, and uh, because it does do that dopamine drip so well, and the rewards come quickly enough to where they don't want to drop it uh, more quickly than they normally would. Right. Yeah. No. Definitely. Uh, although I've got to say, I'm I'm continually um, fascinated by the degree to which um, looking through a portal um, is, in, excuse me, is incredibly disorienting. <laughs> just like you know seeing all of a sudden seeing the room from a different perspective yeah yeah portal portal one not so much portal two but portal one was one of the few games that has ever made me motion sick which is odd because i have a history of inner ear infections and i am very uh acquainted with uh with with motion sickness nice but um yeah. the the other thing that kind of worries me is um and I don't understand why any game would ever do this, but um, Crouch is not a toggle. Oh, so you have to hold it. Oh, yeah. there, but there has to be a, there has to be an option for that. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a PC dominant um, developer. I can't imagine that they wouldn't have an option. Like, but I mean, when it's, um, it's such a know, straight when... it's such a straightforward across. I would look and see if there are console commands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I know, but I just remember in the last game, um, crouching behind boxes and bum rushing, um, uh, disturbingly soothing voiced um, turrets being an important thing. I forgive you. Which I I feel like the the voices for the turrets are even. Uh, I I've only seen them just a very little bit, but are even better this time around. <laughs> uh, they've also. Um, Oh, changed up um, Glados's voice some, which is interesting. Still the same actress, though. Still the same, uh, yeah. just amazing actress. Oh man, I, I can't wait. Like that's uh, that <laughs> Portal Two is kind of like uh, kind of like Mass Effect or, uh, or or Firefly or Twin Peaks, any one of those things. Breaking Bad, any one of those things where when I know when, when I know what somebody's about to go through, um, <laughs> I, I can't wait to I can't wait to hear what you think about stuff that happens later on. I, the only thing, though, I've got to say is that um, playing this after um, Dark Souls <laughs> makes me play it in a way that's probably very bizarre to anyone watching. Oh, so you're <laughs> you're far more cautious. Yeah, and I'm I'm just over um, I'm just very excessively checking my you know checking my six. <laughs> Nothing's coming to get you. Well, okay. Maybe. That's just what they want you to think. Exactly. Well, and it doesn't help that it's a game that, although I realize probably isn't going to go all Dark Souls on me, at the same time, is I'm very sure not above screwing with me. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, you just have to. You just have to remember that there's no consequence for failure. Right. Exactly. Well, and I guess there's no consequence for failure in Dark Souls either, except for lost time. But. Right, but it's yeah. I've I've just noticed that the the way I'm navigating levels is very. <laughs> that will, that will. That's um, I've got to say, graphics though and sound much, much, much better than the previous one. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, they've done a lot with that Source engine, even though it is, uh, it is eight years old this year. Eight years, wow. What more than that? Uh, two thousand four. Okay. Half-Life 2 came out in 2004. Nice. Yeah. 
And I guess other than that, um, I've been continuing to play Saints Row. I'm a fair way into, I guess, what would be Act 2. Um, rescue, or rescued or recruited or whatever, all of the, like, new people. Yeah, your your Steelport crew. Right. So, so Kinsey and uh, Zemos and all those people. Right. And I I, re- I really like those characters. I like I like the fact that um, you know it's just the part of the game where you're starting to unlock things to where you can generally just arbitrarily be a badass. <laughs> and I like the fact that they then introduce characters whose basically their missions are based around just screwing with you. <laughs> you know, keep, I, I I like that that they 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 keep the you know, balance between just, you know, being a tough guy badass and, you know, being put in just blatantly embarrassing situations. Yeah, humil- humiliation's the name of the game. <laughs> but, um, yeah, very well written. Uh, the, the whole, the point where you're um, being chased by, like, imp <laughs> chariots or... I really need to play this game. Um, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll lend it to you, so long as you promise not to get it stolen. Um, so, no, I, I, try. I, I think my that's, part that's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I think my favorite part so far, though, is I chose not to blow up the um, the skyscraper, and you go in and complain that you know it's a nice place, but you know the the pink's just not working. We need to get a different color, and the, the Schwarzenegger clone just comments, "You mean something more manly, like purple?" <laughs> but yeah so i but you know it's so over the top i've now got um dual submachine guns and <laughs> rocket launchers and sniper it's a lot of fun it's so empowering like just uh you think can i do this yep yeah you can <laughs> yeah i still need to post your review ben um i apologize i'm being remiss at that that's fine it took me a month to write it so <laughs> you got a month to post it hey why not no, I think I think that this is definitely a game. It's it's one of those ones that I think we can all get behind. I'm I just I really like the fact that you know it's such a silly game, but it's one where like I probably like the characters more and to some degree care about the characters much more than any game I've played in a very long time. I think that's a valid that th- that is a valid uh, um, statement. I don't think you need to feel bad about that or qualify it. Just the only, well, thing, the, only, the, only the only thing that I wish I mean I wish that it's uh, um kind of cultural satire and cultural commentary was as biting or as smart as uh, Grand Theft Auto's is or has sure. tended to be. Um, you, you know that's that's one area where I find it lacking. It's definitely there in Saints Row the Third. Um, but uh, in in many instances, it seems like a celebration of it, as opposed to as opposed to um, you know a skewering. Now it helps that you know Grand Theft Auto was developed in the north of Ireland, and you know it's outsiders looking in as opposed to uh, an American team developing you know uh, a game about American culture, um, or the extremes of American culture. It's a step closer to Duke Nukem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it's a glorification rather than a satire. Even though it calls itself a satire, it's still a glorification. I think, yeah, it, someone needs to set these people down and, and explain that being a satire does not just mean saying that thing <laughs> with a smirk. <laughs> it's like that, that's not how that works, dude. Yeah, let's. Uh, we we call it the robot chicken rule. 
<laughs> hey, I remember I remember a thing. Yeah, I remember a thing too. <laughs> oh. Some days I don't remember a thing. Those are very sad days. <laughs> Some days I forget who I am. Uh, so who wants to go next? I think, Dennis, you are the one who hasn't been here for a while. I, yeah, I've definitely got some stuff to talk about, so I'm, I'm happy to jump in. Um, I've, I've definitely been playing some uh, some more L.A. Noir and loving that. It's it's nice. really weird to have a serious Rockstar game, and I just I just can't get over it. Like, I keep on waiting for some slapstick humor or an obnoxious remark or, you know, something like that. Uh, but it's all very in character, uh, which it, you know it would it would only work if they stick to it as as hard as they do, and and they do stick to it, so it it does work. It's funny, um, but it's, it's it's funny like Mad Men is funny. Sure, I, I haven't seen Mad Men, which yeah. I know is is kind of a cardinal sin, given that I'm a madman, essentially. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's like, do people make references to that at work? Is oh that, yeah, all the time. Oh, and I just okay. I just nod and yeah. No, I mean it's kind of it, just that just that it's it's more it's more in how the characters you know interact with each other. Like your uh, your 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 partner in homicide, like the way that you interact with him. You know, the, he's he's the he's the overweight like you know like uh, two years two years from retirement guy, right? Uh, I haven't gotten to that part yet. So no. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I've I've done I think the next three cases from the last time I talked about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're uh, still in traffic. Time, I'm still fairly early on. Last I checked, it was the guy who faked his own death okay. to get away from his wife. Yeah, so you're still in trap. Yeah, and it's all, it's all just so brilliantly like uh, well written. And I think I said that before, and I'll I'll say it again. Just it could be really easy to come off very smarmy and fakey given the the time period, but they do it very very well. Um, and it's it's all just a ton of fun. So. I'm having fun with that game. Um, I am into the last section of Rayman Origins, uh, which, man, that thing just freaking transforms into a mind-numbingly, like, scratch-your-eyes-out-with-a-spoon hard platformer in the last section. Oh, wow. And uh, it's it's kind of making it hard to finish. I, not that the game isn't charming and wonderful and overall really good, but for the entirety of the rest of the game... Of, of the preceding game, uh, the the fun has come from playing through these levels that are are moderately challenging, and getting these special coins that are kind of hidden throughout the level, uh, in very difficult places. And uh, when you're doing that with a with a second player, as I've played this entire game, it's very low risk um, because you can have one person stand in a safe place, and the second person you know try to get the coin. And if that person dies, you just bring them back in, no need to restart. And then, you know, the the person who waited, and you just kind of take turns going after that really hard coin, um, which allows you to kind of self-ascribe how much difficulty you want. You know, you can try it as many times as you want, and if eventually you decide you want to move on, you can. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's very low risk and low stress. Whereas these these last set of levels... Uh, there are no safe places, <laughs> and and everything feels like f- every step forward you take feels like finding a new way to abuse or, or trick the uh, the platforming mecha- mechanics that you've been working with the entire time, or it feels like that it's it's just a trial and error, and you might as well just you know do it with your eyes closed until you get through. 
So, I mean, I cannot say enough good things about Rayman Origins, and uh, it's it's unique, so everyone needs to go buy it, so they'll do it again. <laughs> um, but, man, I'm, I'm struggling to get through this last last set of levels. It's 30 bucks on Amazon. And really? I think Steam yeah. just got, got it doing something. Well, no, it, it came out at a lower price point than most games. Yeah. Because I, I think I got it awesome. for, for $30. Yeah, I think- and... I, I don't understand why more people don't do that. Yeah, uh, that, that's because a, console gamers have no choice. <laughs> well, that's such a that's such a that's a like at least four episodes of discussion right there. Like the the, the, <laughs> okay. the, 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 the economics of pricing <laughs> games and things like that. And you know, you could argue that you know the the you could argue that the the console generation is so long now because of because of how expensive games are to make. In that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, you can't have a five-year development cycle or you can't have a five-year console cycle anymore because, you know, you have to make X number of games in order to recoup your costs for, you know, developing games for these new systems, right? So when you have oh, yeah. two-year turnarounds, like, okay, well, am I going to make two games or am I going to make like four or five games, you know? And so that's why, you know, this is one of those weird console generations where we've seen, you know, trilogies that have spanned just that one system. Right. Why? Why is it a trilogy? By the way, I, that's that's such the the trope for everything. Everything's told in threes. Is that? I mean, is it just the fundamental that you have a beginning, middle, and an end, and that's why we do it? Or you know, I, I've never been able to figure that like, out. Like, are are you asking philosophically? The shortest, the sh- I was going to say, I think it's, maybe it's just the shortest length at which you can establish a pattern. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's the, there, there's the three act there's the three act structure. You know, there's uh, the 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 rule of threes. You know, which is the things are always funnier in threes, or that uh, bad things always happen in threes. Um, a three legged yep. stool is the most is the most stable structure. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> the triangle Trinity. triangles are the most stable. Yeah, the so Trinity, your, yeah. you know, Pinsky triangles. Uh, you know, things like that. I mean, it's it's a comfortable number for humanity. I think Ben, you might be able to weigh out on this. It's more it's more in your wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> It's the small. Uh, it's the smallest prime number aside from one. Are you trying to troll me, Cole? <laughs> no, no, are you I'm, trying to math troll me? No, no I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying facts, right? No, uh, one's not a prime number. You well, goose. You can. You can only. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can only divide it by one in itself, which else? Also, he's saying two prime. Two is a prime number. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> if you want a definition of a prime number, this is me getting nerdy. Uh it's an uh, any non negative integer that has exactly two divisors, two distinct divisors. Okay. Um <laughs> I I was gonna throw you in that, my two. You weren't cents. expecting to be edified today. Well he yeah, if you start yeah, whatever. <laughs> if um, I start if I start dropping science, you're gonna you're gonna bring the ruckus. Okay, I gotcha. I was going to say, I was thinking of Toy Story. The first two were great. They did not need to make a third movie. Really? I didn't like the third one. That uh-huh. was me. I didn't like the second one. I liked the second one. All three of them made me cry like a bitch. I'm not, <laughs> saying, I'm not saying bitch is a negative term. I'm just saying I cried like a bitch. I, it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I'll still go back, I watch still, Toy Story 1, and just, one. oh, God. Oh. No, like, like Toy Story Three. I mean, if we're gonna go off on this tangent, um, was designed specifically to make people our age just 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 lose it. I think it was designed specifically with us in mind. 
is that the one where he finally uh, grows up and the toys um, get all... Ultimately, the only way it can end is them in a box for eternity? Well, yeah. I mean, that's one of those things. He's, you know, he's growing up and, like, getting ready to go to college. And a big part of it is about is about him, you know, like, like the, the, these toys feeling like, okay, what's our place in the world going to be? And him trying to decide, like, you know, what of this do I need to leave behind? You know? Suddenly it just turned into a really lost. twisted god fantasy. <laughs> Only two of you will come with me. Well, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I sincerely recommend it. I, you know, but oh, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, yeah tr- trilogies. You know, like the you know Godfather three that didn't need to be made. You know, you know. But uh, yeah. I, Although I, I don't you know, know we talk about that, and we're at you know, there's like Resident Evil five and six, and you know, Ray Rayman Origins even is you know a prequel for something that's had. At least three games preceding. Yeah, there were there were so. three there were three main origins or there were three main Rayman games. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like three and a kart racer or three and a <laughs> is is like standard sorry, standard fare. Sorry, are, are you X-Men. saying are you saying we're gonna have a Mass Effect kart racer? Oh God, <laughs> what I wouldn't. Give. What about a Mass Effect like space combat thing? That that I could see. Oh man, I, I don't know. Ma- they... Mainly just because of how awesome the write ups on space combat are in their little but they make it, uh, encyclopedia but thing they, 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 it's it's not as interesting I, I mean this is this is this is jumping this is jumping ahead yes they they do they do flesh out like what space combat is but it's more akin to naval combat and carrier combat like what actually happens so it's not like star wars where they can make a tie fighter game and make it awesome because it's essentially world war ii dogfighting and, uh, and, and i always was throughout star like wars. a strategy game oh i guess okay i, I see yeah. I can see it. Isaac Newton is the uh, most dangerous motherfucker in space. <laughs> so it's asteroids. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so Rayman Origins. I'm, I'm disappointed oh. to hear that it kind of uh, that it kind of goes the way of uh, let's make this difficult for difficulty's sake. Although I guess if it stayed easy throughout, it would be Kirby uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah, but what was wrong with Kirby's Epic Yarn? Nothing. You know? it, was, like, it was amazing. Why, why can't we do that? I know. It's Come on, come I on, know. people. I mean, you, you can take it too far, like the uh, the most recent Prince of Persia. Oh, yeah, that's true. Most recent? Are you, ta- are you talking about uh, Forgotten Sands, or are you talking about Prince of Persia 2008? I'm talking about the, the, the one with the, um, the claw. Yeah, like where the, you, the one where you literally and... could not die. Oh, oh, the cel-shaded one, the one with the uh, magical witch lady. Yeah. Yeah. Which was grant a great game, but like having combat that you can't die in is a little over the top. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh man, that's that's a that's a whole nother discussion because that not not being able to die does not equal not being able to be incredibly frustrated. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, especially some of the bosses. I forget. I only played this very briefly with you, Dennis, when I was down there a couple of weeks ago. But like, you you know. Like you said, playing with two people, there's very little consequence for death so long as you, so long as you, uh, you know, have one person who's on sta- stable ground. How many, yeah. how many, how many, how many screens back do they take you? Like how how uh, barbaric is the checkpointing that we're talking about? Here? Uh, it's it's well, it depends on your definition of barbaric. It's the the checkpointing is is good. The levels are barbaric. So I mean, you know, the levels are divided up into. Uh, Maybe six, you know, compartments each, and you kind of there's a door at the beginning and a door at the end of each section. Um, think of like braid, where you you know you can advance through fairly easily, but there's all this stuff to do within each section. Uh, 
And so, you know, you never go back too far, but at the same time, some of the crap that they throw in between those doors is is just unbelievable. And I say that specifically for the final set of stages because everything else is phenomenal. Is it like uh, turned to a bullet hell or – it, it, it's some of that because they're definitely there. It's got this uh, side scrolling shooter uh, kind of levels to it. So it turns into a bullet hell. It does the whole like timing thing where it's, it's a platforming game, but you really just have to get lucky with the timing to get past all the band saws that are moving, you know, too fast to, uh, to dodge. It does the whole thing with like the uh, have to move at a certain speed because platforms are collapsing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, only yeah. the the thing that's especially um, uh, frustrating about that is you know you get into a level where you have to move really fast because everything is collapsing behind you. But if you get too far ahead, if you do too well, the platforms will not uh, turn on in front of you. So if you do too well, you will wind up killing yourself anyway <laughs> because you've gotten ahead of like ahead of where you're supposed to be. So and just, that uh, is an important life lesson. <laughs> what is that? Peterson's it's the tallest hall? blade of grass. What's that? Uh, the, the 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 Peter principle that you'll always be uh, promoted to uh, your level of incompetence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like the phrase. It's the it's always the tallest blade of grass that is cut first. Squeaky squeak, squeaky wheel. Squeaky wheel. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say to tie in just a little bit of a, a news snippet to this is that I was really happy to see that the launch of PS Vita took Rayman Origins from number 36 on the charts to number 5 on the charts. I oh, thought that was really cool. Because they did put out a PS, uh, PS Vita version, didn't they? And it's it's this game will lose nothing transferring <laughs> over to the Vita. Oh, that's great. Uh, it, it'll be still beautiful be beautiful. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was I was really happy to see that, and that just made me feel heartened. In general, uh, mm-hmm. that this that the game would get that sort of attention and on a handheld platform uh, was really cool. Yeah. So I think that's it for for Rayman Origins for now. Maybe maybe I'll have it beat the next time we talk, and I can just look back and laugh at that last set of levels. But man, right now, it's uh, it's tough. The big the big new thing that I've been playing though is SSX. I saw you tooting about this. Oh my gosh! It, I don't I don't know what it is. So I've never played. Uh, an SSX game before. I've never been huge into like skateboarding games, although I've I've what dabbled. But it, it's a snowboarding game. That is a wonderful question. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I yeah. Now I know what so, you're talking about. Yeah, so like I have I have no reason to or I had I guess I should say past tense had no reason to be excited for this game, and yet like I think I I popped my want gland <laughs> in. The lead up to this game, like I just for whatever reason was so excited for it, um, and I bought it at the day of release, and I made the mistake of um, before actually playing it, but after buying it, reading some of the reviews, <laughs> <laughs> and just was devastated because I, I mean I, I think IGN gave it a nine, and a couple other places were happy on it, but a lot of places just panned the thing is like, oh, it's no good, and you know uh, a whole bunch of stuff sucks. And, you know, just we're very down on it. So I was like, oh, I made a mistake. And then I popped this sucker in and started playing it. And it was most definitely not a mistake. Um, I've had a blast with this game so far. And I'm I'm just scratching the surface of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like you said, it's a, it's a snowboarding game. I guess in the past, it's been like super over the top. And, well, it still is, I should say. <laughs> it's got It's gotten a, a really nice update to like... You know, current gen graphics, 
um, the characters are are slightly more muted uh, to fit in with the more realistic scene. But I think they've done a good job of infusing everything with a lot of personality. And I include in that the the mountains that you're carving down. The mountains have a great personality, uh, and each different kind of set of ranges has its own feel. Um, but the characters as well retain a lot of personality without having that 90s video game, oh, I'm the white guy with an afro, you know, feel. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so true. Uh, so, um, so that's been a lot of fun. I, I don't really understand why there are different – I mean maybe just tradition's sake. I don't understand why there are different characters. Um, gives you, it gives you lots and lots of stuff to buy. Um, so that's maybe one reason, but playing the game, you won't really notice a difference between them. Um, but it does a great job of giving you these little dopamine squirts along the way. So I think there are, there so are about, <laughs> we'll have to bleep, bleep, bleep that out. Um, no, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's not a coin that I termed, but it's a coin that I, er, it is not a term that I coined, but it is a term that I am very, very happy to propagate. Can you coin the term? <laughs> term that you coined yep <laughs> you can well, coin that i turned oh boy we're all messed up you can't even get it wrong right Jeez, ben. <laughs> you even... have you um, ever snowboard before by the way um i have not i took like a sliver of plastic down a hill in a local park once that was terrifying i lost a ski once uh, yeah <laughs> i lost at skiing once it was it was pretty pathetic but uh, what was I? Oh yeah, yeah. So each each character has about four hundred and fifty boards that you can buy for them. Wow. Let me say that again. Four hundred and fifty. <laughs> Are they just designs, or do they have stats, or? No, they they all have unique stats, and they all have. And this is the part that blows my mind. Thus far in the game, and I've I've bought probably well over a hundred different boards. They all have unique designs. And like they must have locked a UC reference for anyone listening who went there. They must have locked a bunch of DAP students in a room for about a year and just had them cranking out snowboard thumbnails um, because the, they're all unique. They all have unique stats. Um, but it, this is the hook. The store will only show you four boards at a time. Ugh. And it, cor- it corresponds roughly to what level you're at. But if you don't like what you're seeing, you can either kind of play a level and come back to the store or you can buy a board and see what else pops up. And so it's got this impulsive nature to it. Layer on top of that, that every once in a while you'll get these secret offers, which are um, good prices on an item, but it won't show you what the item in, is in advance. And so you get, you know, you'll get a really nice board. You know that, but you can't see in advance what it is. And of course, you know, it's it's like. Um, what is it, the bag of crap on moot.com where if they get like a, a plasma TV, you know, they can't put it up or else it'll just go too fast. So they put up bags of crap and you have to buy three of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you always do it because you know that one of them is going to be something really, really nice. Um, that's the way it is with these. And so it's just this this reckless impulsiveness of, you know, messing around in the store and buying new boards and constantly being able to upgrade. Um, that's just a ton of fun. And I haven't even talked about the snowboarding part yet. So uh, <laughs> this is uh, – although, man, because I, I, I guess before I even get to the the, uh, the snowboarding part, I'll also talk about RiderNet, which is the whole idea of 
this really in-depth stat tracking for every run that you do, matching you up with other players, and constantly giving you that objective of here's one person who's doing just a little bit better than you. Huh. Uh, you have, didn't you say it was uh, Geometry Wars that did that? Yeah, Geometry Wars does that, and EA has really made that part of their uh, mantra, if you will. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think especially like with, since Need for Speed the Run, um, yep. Even like remember like Burnout Paradise too. Like you'd be driving down a street and you'd see that somebody would say, it would say like so and so is you know, x number of time x number of time better at this run than you are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they, I mean, they've just mastered that. And I, I love the way that it's described for SSX, which is that it's a neural network of riders and statistics mm-hmm. that just kind of branches out and touches everything. So. EA, completely separate from it, whatever game is attached to it, really knows how to set up the the supporting framework of a game. Um, and then you start carving down these mountains, and it's it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of reviewers bitched about the survive levels. Um, and if you look at the history of the game, when it was first announced, it was SSX Deadly Descents. Yes. And it was uh, I think what they called it was essentially like Modern Warfare on snow. Yeah, the the the, like, the, oh, the trailer made it look like a modern warfare game. Exactly, and thankfully they realized that was a crappy idea and really scaled that back. Um, Did you shoot people? In the original version, yes, all of that was That's edited. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like the biathlon. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's oh man, what we get to play? They I can't diss it. <laughs> um, but so uh, one of the things that disheartened me when I looked at the reviews foolishly was that everyone just talked about how bad these survival descents were. And then I got to him and I was like, you know, the only reason I would think this is annoying is if I wanted to blow through it quickly so I could review the game. <laughs> and honestly, I think in, in, unless you are in a rush to get to the game as fast as possible, you will have absolutely no problem with it. So I, Maybe a commentary on on the nature of maybe some of the built-in bias of reviews uh, that you see today, but uh, you know, I, I, well, what are they? The deadly descents. Oh gosh, are um, trees, um, rocky terrain, and one other thing. The that's stuff that you basically need to uh, wear body armor for, and the tracks are just very, very densely populated with hazardous objects, be it trees, rocks, that sort of thing. So, like, as opposed to the regular tracks, which would be designed for, like, okay, we're going to have these lines that you're going to take for tricks in mind, they actually, exactly. they, 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 they do, they, they do the opposite. They, like, survive despite this. Exactly. Uh, and it's, okay. it's so like, it's you don't have to like worry a about... slalom or something. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about getting down fast. You don't have to worry about pulling a lot of tricks. You just got to survive this bad boy. Um, and so you, you do, there is a lot of trial and error and you do invest time in learning the best line and, and really kind of adhering to it well. And, and, you know, uh, yeah, I guess learning it is the right way to say you, you do have to learn these drops, which is optional in any of the other ones in, in any of the other, uh, drops, you can just get in, Go have fun, and you can. If you're racing, you can get down in a pretty reasonable time. I haven't had much trouble um, getting silver medals, although golds have been have been tough, have been pushing me. Um, so you know, you can go down and throw down some cool tricks. You can race down it, have fun, and it's not that challenging. However, to master the level and to get up, 
you know, rack up really high scores or really fast times, you do have to start paying attention and learning lines. Um, so it's not like the lines disappear in, in the, in the regular drops. They're just accentuated. They're the main focus of mm-hmm. the survival drops. Yeah. So there's, there's dangerous terrain. There is high altitude. So you have to go with an oxygen mask and like, you'll start to black out, uh, unless you, unless you hold down the button, you have to manage like blacking out and not being able to see well with not using up your oxygen tank too fast. You'll get malaria. So like, you you know, your gun, your hand, your gun handle shake. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, the coolest one is you, you, you use like a flying squirrel suit to fly over like, uh, big chasms. I think that's the oh, one they should put the on the uh, wingsuits. Yes. Rocky. The wingsuits. And those, those actually work. <laughs> those, those work really well. Um, well, golly, you... All right. No, what, uh, Bullwinkle? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bullwinkle. Uh, dude, I watched the hell out of those cartoons when I was little. Oh, they Those were right. my jam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's whiteout conditions where you have pulse goggles that, that kind of give you a, a heads up display version of the terrain. That's, that's a little harder <laughs> to navigate. Uh, what else is, oh, there's ice. You, you skate down with ice picks and like have to hook your ice picks into the, into the terrain to turn. Um, there's avalanches too. And I think that's most of them. The avalanches sound kind of cool actually. <laughs> They, so they are so cool, and then they switch it to this weird camera angle for the entire drop. So the entire game is played from you know over the rider's shoulder, essentially, you know, zoomed out a bit, but over the rider's shoulder. And then for whatever reason, they go to this like almost top-down view. I cry um, foul, sir. I cry foul. Oh my. Yes, on I do. You, I cry foul on you, well, Dennis Furia. You know why? Oh, what, what is this? <laughs> Here we go. I was hoping that you were going to do this. That was a trap. <laughs> all right? Because <laughs> I heard people talking about this. You have no right to complain because do you know what you, you do you know who your favorite developer is? Huh? Naughty Dog. Do you know and what they... Naughty Dog made? Crash Bandicoot, Uncharted. All these games where you're running toward the camera. Oh, stop it. <laughs> no, I reject that. Wait, wait, but you <laughs> like Resident Evil. <laughs> neither here nor there <laughs> no but okay so running towards the camera is good when you're trying to escape something it's bad when you're trying to set up a line okay. wait wait, it's just wait. Awkward. when there's an avalanche aren't you trying to escape <laughs> something and I was going to say it's just awkward when you're trying to escape something and set up a line oh. <laughs> hey, trying to well, escape I, I my mean, ice casket something with style <laughs> Yeah, touche. No, so honestly, what an avalanche boils down to is go fast so you don't get caught. Right. Well, it's basically is is it's like the snowboard equivalent of those um, moving um, stage levels in Mario, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, force scrolling. So imagine imagine you were forced when playing that level to look only back behind Mario instead of where you were trying to go. And so it occurred to me after I beat the levels because I, I beat them and they were annoying. They weren't hard. They were annoying. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it does tell you that you can hit the select button to change camera angles. And I never tried that. So oh, yeah. maybe, maybe self-correcting. And and then they, they bring in – so mild spoiler. Uh, they bring in a, a final level where you have to deal with uh, the wingsuit, ice picks, avalanches, and darkness. Oh, that's the other one, darkness. Uh, all all uh, kind of in one drop, 
And that avalanche section is done from behind the rider and works just fine. Um, I think what probably happened is they invested a lot of energy into animating the avalanches and then realized that no one was ever going to see them. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, we have to show it off. <laughs> that's that's the one annoying uh, dangerous descent. Everything else is uh, is pretty good. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. Uh, something I really liked about the Sean White um, game was the whole like pseudo um, open world approach to um, going down. Is that something? Has that become standard in these games? Do they do that? No, no, not at all. This this SSX is all about finding a good line and just momentum, having momentum through everything. So uh, you are encouraged to explore in that um, riders can drop geotags into a level. And it's just like if you if you grab a geotag, if you jump through it or whatever, you get points. But you, you can control where they're placed, and then you can see other riders and try to get theirs. So what people will do is they'll like jump off really obscure ledges or like – you know, fall into a bottomless pit and place the tag right before you get to the bottom. Um, cause you get, you get more points the longer it takes for someone to pick up your tag. Um, but that's, that's the extent of exploration that you get. And that's really, so you know, it's not the thing where like a, a single, um, course could have like multiple wildly divergent runs. Uh, I wouldn't say wildly divergent. I would say slightly divergent. So there's always multiple paths you can go down, but they okay. all kind of are on the same corridor. Okay. Uh, so it's like, do I want to jump or do I want to grind? And then you do that, and then you go, do I want to jump or do I want to grind? <laughs> and you do that, and then you know, it's 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 basically that decision over and over when you break it down. Yeah. That really makes this game sound not fun. Well, no. <laughs> no. I, I, watching I, skiers grind, by the way. Watching skiers mess up. And grind and then I have that porn. <laughs> you have that what? I said I have that porn. Okay. Wow. <laughs> oh gosh, I've got to put a link to Darling Nikki in the uh, in the show notes. Show enough, show enough. Show you how to grind. Um, <laughs> I, I'm doing good at keeping up these show notes while we're talking, guys. I'm paying attention. I'm I'm engaged. <laughs> um you're everything I, that you're not at work exactly um <laughs> i want to i want to i want to dip back in briefly to that conversation about the reviews because oh, whenever yeah. whenever somebody is like reviewing like a you know an entry in a long-running series um chances are they're re- they're reviewing it for fans of that series fair yeah if that makes any sense uh, okay, so they're yeah. and they're reviewing it as a fan of that series so if it's like one or two you know, it's like the the audience that they are that they are writing that review for is people who are coming into it with 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 prior expectations, right? So you were right mm-hmm. to kind of ignore that because you know, chances are the things that they were complaining about were were things that it diverged from in the early re- earlier review, right? It's almost their responsibility mm-hmm. to do that because if they just got somebody, you know, like me who hasn't played a, an extreme sports game since Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on Dreamcast uh, to write that Which review. Which is the only way to play it. <laughs> Precisely, sir. Um, <laughs> but if they got somebody like me, they'd be doing their readers a disservice because I wouldn't know shit from shit, right? Yeah. So, so I think that... I, you know, I don't. I don't think that's as much of an issue as 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 maybe maybe we're imagining it is. But so so Cole, what I hear you saying is you're not enjoying the game. You just don't know any better. Maybe <laughs> I guess. Like why why would I why would I sit down and and review FIFA? 
Why would I review FIFA 2012? Why would anyone review FIFA? Well, no, it's soccer. I, I know. I know lots of people who think that FIFA is like the greatest sports game ever. You know, you know, just to say that they love it, they buy it every year, and they don't even and necessarily those like soccer. Are communists. I, you know what? I love it. <laughs> I, I love NHL 2K5. I love NHL oh, 2K5. Yeah. That's an amazing game. NFL 2K5, for that matter. But I wouldn't know enough about a sports game to review Madden. You know, 2012. So that's the. You know, it's 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 the extent. It's the extent to which they uh, they know about what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the metagame podcast. We're talking about <laughs> the framework of games and the reviews and <laughs> talking about everything but the games themselves. <laughs> uh, no, it's a game. You 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 have to try to find out what games we're talking about. Find the salient points well. in this mess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I mean, all I will say about the game is. It's really easy to land tricks. I mean, everything's completely over the top, and it's it's super easy to play. But there's a lot of depth there to master. And I know that's completely cliche, but I have definitely seen my abilities um, going down, going from, oh, I'm having fun, but I don't know what I'm doing, to, oh, yeah, I know exactly what I want to do, and I just pulled it off. You know, So it's kind of cool to watch that transformation. Yeah. It, it feels Did they easy. get rid of the whole, like, just falling over thing just falling over <laughs> well like the the last time i played um like a snowboard game hardly at all was like ps1 i remember those games like the whole thing was like if you like hit like a bump wrong or something you could you could wipe out you could just you know lose your balance and fall over no, to, to answer your question, to answer your question, David, you can be upside down with both feet off the board, uh, three feet above the ground, and if you just let go of all the all the buttons on your controller, you will land that trick successfully. Like that's all you have to do to land correctly, is let go of the buttons, and it will land the trick for you. That, that's that's very zen, you know. Is that oh, a yeah. metaphor? Yeah. <laughs> just let. Actually, the it's the opposite of Zen, but okay. Hold on. <laughs> but uh, yes, cling, cling, cling. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, I'm I'm sure I'll have more to say uh, as I delve into the online multiplayer and everything like that. But it's been a great great experience so far. Nice. And that's that's pretty much what I've been playing. That's the extent of your jams. Oh oh um well mobile gaming obviously I, I dabble um. <laughs> Playing playing Phoenix Wright, which is an amazing little uh, comic book game, having a lot of fun with that. <laughs> exactly. Never never have a, would I have thought that one word could be so cool. <laughs> uh, Hold it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like there there are only like three words that are voiced in that game, but they are voiced so well. <laughs> Objection. Um, <laughs> wow. It it took a year to get that that uh that. Right, by the way, all the tone and everything. You're recording. <laughs> I love what that, that game like makes you believe about Japan's uh, legal system. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you call this witness, but if it doesn't work out, you have to admit that the person is guilty. <laughs> at least, at least it, And um, give me five bucks. Yep, five dollars. Five smackaroos. Three <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a that's a fun game. Oh yeah, and I, so I did that, and I also stumbled on a game called uh, Zombie Parkour Runner, but, which is just uh, a little. 
Oh yeah, that, you knew. Okay, you knew this was going to exist at some uh, point. Don't act. Just false. Like it's uh, it's, it's two things that are just completely overdone. <laughs> but together, two two great tastes that taste great together. Mm. That makes so me so angry. Like? It, it makes me so angry. Yes, what's it like? <laughs> it's it's just a one button to jump game that you basically, I mean, time your jumps to get through the level, uh, and that's the extent of it. It's it's a fun little uh, fun little diversion every now and again. I like those. I like those so, games. One button games are fun. Oh, and of, of course, That's did you guys see that they adv- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did you see that they announced a new um Infinity Blade? Uh yes, for the uh for the iPad. Yes. Uh Infinity Blade Dungeons. And I was I was so excited when I heard that, and then I watched the trailer and it just sucked every ounce of excitement out of me. I, I've never had that happen before, but <laughs> the trailer for this game Killed my excitement for the game. Oh no! It like it's this weird isometric view, and it looks like you're controlling, like running around now, and you're fighting. God forbid! Why would you need to put this in the game? A crowd of spiders, which spiders are also you know or bats. You know, like there's no need to have that kind of enemy in a video game, and yet you are showing it off as like a high point uh, in the trailer, like. It's, uh, it looks like the trolls are clunky and non-responsive. It just it made me want to. It's Baldur's Gate. They're 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 trying they're trying well they're trying to turn it into the PS2 version of Baldur's Gate is what they're making it into. And no, that's completely misunderstanding everything that's great about the original. <laughs> uh, so I, I saw that and uh, wept a little on the inside. Oh, wept a little. A little. Okay, it's it's a slow a little, drip. Just a little. Oh well. <laughs> Yeah, you have a lot invested in that. <laughs> yeah, so so sorry, I just thought of that because we were talking about mobile games, but that's uh, that's that's exciting to see and sad to see all at the same time. Well, I'm going to be burying the lead here as much as possible, so let's uh, let's go with you, Ben. Uh, yeah, uh, the only thing I really have to talk about is uh, Skyrim. Skyrim, as, as David could probably attest to, I've been working on that throughout the week, but. Uh, I'm happy with myself because I've whittled down all the missions that I have to do. So now they all fit on the screen. So that's <laughs> nice. I just got to manage my to-do list. Yeah, pretty I achieved, much. I achieved inbox zero. Oh, really? Like in your Gmail? No Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's essentially what the game is. No, um, but I've actually accomplished the, I've accomplished a fair amount in the last week, but I've been happy with it. Uh, a lot of unexpected missions that have been a lot of fun. I told one uh, uh, to David last night where one is you uh, – the prompt for it is you have a drinking contest. Have you played this one, Cole? Uh, no, I have not. It, okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't say too much about it. But um, the basic premise is uh, – the start is have a drinking contest with a person. And so you have three drinks, then you black out, and then you wake up on another part of the map. And the entire mission is trying to figure out what happened to you the last night. Oh, so it's, it's a, a hangover. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, set in Skyrim. And so. That's actually yeah, really cool. Yeah. No, it's, it is a fantastic mission. And it, I won't reveal any of the twists or any of the things, but uh, yeah, it's it was a whole, it was just a lot of fun to play. What, what city and, do you start that in? Um, White Run. Okay. There is a there's a person at the bar in White Run. I used to be an adventurer, but then Mike Tyson punched me in the knee. <laughs> no, no, you know what? Ixnay, Ixnay. I'm I'm calling a moratorium. We're not letting that meme into here. Okay. <laughs> See now now we have to. 
Mm, no, that's no. fine. Hey, I, hey, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm the person looking at logic right here. I can edit you out. I can play some marker. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep talking to someone that doesn't exist? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be one very angry me and a bunch of you guys just filtering in and out. <laughs> uh, also. I finally found out how to get to the Assassin's Guild, so I was Ooh. happy about that. Did you, so. did, did you did you start that, or did you just... Uh... Yeah, I, well, I started the first mission. I won't... I'm not going to say anything about that. Because it's too thing. cool, right? How? It's, okay. it's too cool for school, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Help me understand this. What was it about the Assassins in Oblivion? that made it like the one thing that anybody cared about doing in Skyrim. Because I literally have not had a conversation about Skyrim without the Assassin's Guild coming up. Was that, was that posted the me? The first rule of the Assassin's Guild. It, no. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. No, so, just in general, like that's just, in every review, in every conversation. It's 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 like it's a mandatory that they talk about. Right. Oh yeah, you gotta. I, of course, I went straight for assassins because you know oblivion. And I'm like, no, I, I don't. What what happened? So I say this as somebody who has done all of the major quest lines, including the main quest lines and the uh, the expansions and things like that. And honestly, what makes me say that is the scenario design, which <laughs> is you know in in the fighters guild. And even in like in the, in the main quest, it usually boils down to go to place, kill things, grab shiny, run back, talk to a person, get more shiny. Whereas mm-hmm. with 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 the assassins guild, especially like when you get into the you know kind of the the the, the marks, the targets that you're really supposed to hit, um, Skyrim kind of drops the ball because some of your marks is just kind of like go find this person in the world and kill them. Mm-hmm. But uh, but in you know but in Oblivion there were ones where like you had a, a mark that you're supposed to kill a little bit of information about how to get to them and bonus parameters so like there's there's one that I'll say you know it's a it's a six year old game so it's not really a spoiler you're supposed to kill um, this uh, this this rich person this aristocrat and you know that they you know take their glass of brandy and they read. Um, from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m., all right? And you know that um, when you get into the house, you can see that the chair that they sit to read in is underneath a, uh, like, a mounted boar's head or a mounted deer's head. <laughs> okay? So, you know, there are multiple ways you can go about it. You know, you can you can just go right in and kill the servant and kill the guy and be done with it, uh, but you don't, you, you, you don't get your bonus. You only really get your bonus on that one if you figure out that uh, by going through the servants' corners, you can get in inside the walls and up behind where the deer head is mounted over this guy, um, and you loosen the bolts, and then it falls on him, and you can escape in the chaos. And so you huh. make it look like an accident. Huh. So it's and, Hitman within Oblivion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's Hitman within Oblivion, except less trial and error and more, you know, and more awesome. Um, that's lazy. That's lazy language. So more, more awesome like that. That's that's not even saying a single awesome thing. Era. It's 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 Hitman except except more more narratively interesting. I think um and huh. and uh, more 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 varied. That and you know it's like a, it's like a four hour quest line, so you don't get tired of it. 
and there's a there's a very big sense of progression and there's also like the the rewards for doing the assassins guild um in skyrim and in uh and in oblivion are very good hmm. like the and they, they they're second only to the rewards that you get for doing the mages guild which is access to the uh um, in Oblivion, access to uh, the spell crafting and enchanting tables, which lets you break the game, which is always <laughs> the, the main objective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. N- n- with that little diversion, it makes 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 more sense now. Sorry, sorry to yeah. interrupt there, Ben. But yeah. I, I literally have not heard about this game without hearing about the Assassin's Guild. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. That's about. I mean, those are the two big highlights for me. That and just whittling down the mission list. Um, yeah. Yeah. I started. To, I I feel like a. I started to go cold with the game because uh, once I got the mage, once I completed the mage guild quest and got the uh, archmage quarters, putting all like arranging all your stuff there. Nice. <laughs> start but, to go cold with the game. <laughs> so, so you mean you get a space that's all your own and you start being like the shelf? The shelf is for my swords. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Put the gems in the safe. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of myself. <laughs> you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Don't worry about it. Hey, you know what? When you go to when you go to find those gems, you know you know where they're going to be. Right in that safe. Right where you put them. <laughs> See, as opposed to me in um, Fallout, where I had all of my earthly possessions in one safe in Novak. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, so, have you proceeded any any further in the main quest? Uh, I, I, yeah, I think I've beat a couple of missions since last week. Uh, I guess this isn't a huge plot point, but just trying to unite everybody in Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantasy game. You know, it's Gondor calls for aid, right? Everybody, yeah. everybody has their own self interest, and it's kind of like, oh, why should I help you unless you blah blah blah? We have we have these raiders that are outside. Take care of them. Now we'll help you. That kind of thing. So I was kind of disappointed that one of the options for the jail was not to just go all Riddick style. You mean get glowy eyes and beat people up you know, by hand and escape in gun turrets? I meant more like kill someone with a coffee cup or something oh, equally okay. arbitrary. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was about to ask. Is I, I want to see an RPG where uh, someone's like, well, why should I help you? And then you can just go around and kill their villagers until they submit. <laughs> Jeez, that's a that's a little bit dark. Machiavelli, the game. <laughs> that's a, that's Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it is though. Yes. <laughs> so, sorry, I, I I wasn't making a joke, but you laughed. Okay, uh, well. I, I laughed, so I don't cry. No, that's so true. I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> Not the least of which because Machiavelli is in it. But oh yeah, well there's that. <laughs> There's always that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I need to get back to that. I really do. Give give me a reason to put it in and play it. You have a backlog quest. <laughs> I do. I do, but it's uh but it's behind it's behind so many tasty morsels. So yeah. wait, you're you're behind on what you're behind on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please let's not let's let's not examine this any further. We've talked about it. Go to my Tumblr. You can see my backlog, which has grown. Um, oh, but we can't. <laughs> oh, right, because Tumblr's down. Yeah. <laughs> in our pre in our pre show conversation, we were we were trying to point to our favorite Tumble logs, and Tumblr and then is we down. Killed it. Yeah, but no, I added a couple more games to it. Um, so 
you know. And since it's first in, uh, since it's last in, first out, you gotta, you got you got you got to attack the stack, fellas. Life of FIFO. Yep. <laughs> CS jokes. I, um, I've really dude, I want a tattoo it. that says FIFO for life. <laughs> FIFO for life. Um, I've I've really enjoyed watching um, Ben play because when I play these games, I generally play them very straight. Um, I tend to play the games in order to like be the hero, so I tend to, you know, be, you know, choose the serious options, do the right things, stuff like that. So I'm really enjoying watching Ben play, where you just do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> and just like randomly, you know, play play um, uh, Skyrim in the same way you play Saints Row. Are you playing a char- <laughs> Are you playing a character, Ben? I I know. No, okay. No. I was I was I was just curious. I didn't I didn't know because some people when they approach it like you know like 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 David said. So I was just curious. You're playing yeah. you're you're playing it as a pragmatist. You're playing it as a gamer. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I'm hmm. so ashamed of myself. Why would you be so ashamed of yourself? It's just organizing your gems. I don't like fantasy games. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't like fantasy anything. <laughs> Wait, but you love Star Wars. Yeah, that's uh, fantasy. I'm being very hypocritical. I know. Well, that's not. You need not, to come out of the fantasy closet, Ben. It's, it's not hypocrisy. I, I. I don't know. I, I. I'm. I'm through being ashamed of things that I like. Maybe maybe yeah, my issue is I think you should fantasy forward, not fantasy backward. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, wow, this just got deep. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think that if you go, I mean, okay, so fantasy forward or fantasy backward, you're talking strictly about technological yeah. levels? I mean, yeah. don't, like, don't you think that, like, both serve kind of the same purpose, which is to, which is to kind of um, uh, comment on things that are happening now? except by replacing technology with either more technology or by replacing technology with magic, uh, by replacing, you know, and just, you know, I just, I think it's all this, I think it's all the same, you know, fantastic races and, you know, like the different kingdoms, all of it's a mirror to hold up to current society. So I think it's, you know, I think that they're both kind of the same thing. See, I just cheat. I, I really like steampunk. So I do both. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> forward and backwards at the same time exactly with better goggles um but <laughs> but yeah no that's a we need to we need to, we need to drill down on that your 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 uh your aversion to it i don't know I, could be, because like i used to be such a huge fantasy guy i mean i you know more, i'm less of a fantasy guy than i was back in high school when i was reading like forgotten realms novels you know and 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 playing D and D, but still, you know, I I played all the way through Dragon Age two, even though that was a very ill advised decision <laughs> for me to make, uh, for me to have made. <laughs> um, to me to make it, yeah. Let's let, so let, are you let's making are you making tenses. any uh any ill advised decisions now? Uh, no, no, I'm making some very fantastic decisions now. Uh, the game that all of you want to hear about, um, the last window, I'm really enjoying that. Um, I was talking about this a little bit last week with uh, with uh, Ben and David. Uh, it is a it is the sequel to uh, Hotel Dusk. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 The sequel to Hotel Dusk. It's the uh, the visual novel adventure game where all of your characters look like uh, the the people from the Aha video. Take on me, you know, you're all sketched <laughs> and stuff. 
Uh, it's real good. It's uh, it's more Hotel Dusk, and I love it. And uh, if you have a DS and $30, you should go onto Amazon and have it shipped here. It'll take a month because it has to come from uh, UK because it was not released here. But uh, I say go for it if you're a star for visual novels as I am. Um, Let's I'm, talk about Mass Effect 3. Uh, that, that came out. Is this the part of the get, game where I mute the... Um computer no no it's uh don't worry i'm not going to spoil anything although why would you be worried about spoilers you never played mass effect one or two because it takes Be- forever <laughs> and i have played mass effect one i just never get around to beating it oh okay i gotcha i gotcha and no, then I'll- my computer died <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be as uh, as as spoiler free as possible, just because I, I've been on media blackout on the game since since it was announced. Basically, mm-hmm. I tried and mostly succeeded in keeping it so that the most that I knew about Mass Effect Three was that it existed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going into it completely fresh. Um, I've played about three hours of it so far. Um, and I have to say, um, it, it, it lacks the holy shit beginning of uh, Mass Effect 2. So nothing's going to top the way that Mass Effect 2 opened up as far as holy shit goes. But Mass Effect, you know, Mass Effect 3 opens in a way that definitely uh, sets your expectation for what's going to be happening. <laughs> um, uh, that That's really all that I'm comfortable saying. Um, I don't know how much you have seen of, of the marketing materials. But uh, um, everything that Shepard has been trying to warn the galaxy about is coming true. And so very similar to Dragon Age or to uh, the uh, the Elder Scrolls, you are trying to go around and gather as much support as you can uh, for the war uh, that is uh, rapidly enveloping the galaxy. Uh, that is all that I'm going to say about the plot. I'm not very far into it right now. As I said, you know, only about three hours in, Um, you know, definitely uh, it takes more after uh, it takes it more after Mass Effect one so far um, than Mass Effect two, whereas Mass Effect two was a couple of introductory stories or introductory missions. And then it was like, okay, here are the people you're going to go recruit Um, with, with with this one. It's more akin to like. You have these destinations that are open up to you after the after the citadel. So my fear on this one is, and you know may, may, maybe the structure will become more apparent and it'll be something I'm more comfortable with. But I was so enamored of how episodic Mass Effect Two was that I'm wondering if they can match that with uh, the more the, the the more cinematic and you know kind of like movie narrative uh, uh, kind of story. I just hope that they don't try and force me down one path. Where, okay. where, where, you know, whereas I love those di- little digestible uh, um, bits of like, you know, this is this character's portion and, you know, their, their, their time in the limelight. You get them and then you do their loyalty mission, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're OK with them kind of laying out what you need to do, but you don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, I guess I like having the mission. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much I like them telling me how to do it, I suppose. I don't know. That's pretty wishy-washy. Granted that, like, I just got on the Normandy. Like, <laughs> I literally just got on the Normandy. So I haven't seen the galaxy map yet. I don't even know if you can mine for resources. So I can't tell you that yet, Dennis. Oh, God. Otherwise, otherwise <laughs> the game is going to be, like, four hours long. <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh. so who knows? Um, the things that I, you know, do feel comfortable talking about the shooting, um, feels even better. Uh, definitely more action paced, you know, and you're more action packed, uh, as you will, uh, leaping over cover is a lot easier. Leaping from cover is, is, is a lot easier. Uh, now it's, it's, it's a lot easier to traverse the battlefield, uh, which is important because it felt a little bit stilted in Mass Effect 2. Um, you know, even though Mass Effect 2 was a gigantic improvement over, uh, over Mass Effect 1 in that regard as far as uh, cover and uh, uh, things like that go. Um, I like how you can, you know, if you carry your character over from Mass Effect 2, your stats start out at exactly the same place. Oh, really? And you just advance beyond that. Huh. Does that make it uh, so that you outlevel content? No, no, because uh, because if you started, if you if you started uh, a fresh character, you would have a certain number of skill points to allocate to still bring yourself up to uh, up to uh, level. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else can I say? What else can I say? Uh, old characters are good. It feels like they're picking the the the, the thread back up from uh, from Mass Effect One. Um, I don't want to spo- you know spoil any more than that, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 That's... weird because it's kind of like it's kind of like Portal Two, where you can't say anything about it without spoiling it. Yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting question, though. I mean, in a game that is as dependent on characters as Mass Effect is, um, have you been introduced to any new, unique to Mass Effect Three characters, and and do they feel like they belong? Because I know in 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 games like that, sometimes where you're very invested in the characters. Uh, I felt like this about Uncharted 3, by the way, mm-hmm. um, that the new guy, once you get a couple games in or a couple movies in even, just feels annoying. And you're like, no, 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 I, I want the real Mass Effect characters, not you. The you accent know. doesn't help in Uncharted. No, <laughs> no it doesn't. Um, I mean, do, do you find yourself uh, feeling that way? I've got one new guy. Um, I, I forget his name. Um, well, that answers my question right yeah. there. FNG. Well, well, no, I, I just I know that he's uh, he's the 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 party's soldier type, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's kind of like in uh, in two Jacob was the uh, you know the just the, the the standard human male counterpart, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what this guy, uh, the, the, this guy, what he, you know, what he, what he is. He's like a like a buff Latino guy, and he seems interesting. You know, he's a he, he's he's an alliance soldier because uh, you're working for the alliance again. Um, but uh, your 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 squad initially consists of uh, of him and uh, some characters from Mass Effect One, depending on what your uh, decisions in that game were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know everyone uh, everyone has been talking about how many unique endings there are to Mass Effect Three. I'm kind of curious to know how many unique beginnings you can have <laughs> in the game. Um, like I will say, uh, I don't know how much of a spoiler this is. It, here, without spoiling it, was the beginning unique to how your ending was in Mass Effect Two? Um, yes, things do transpire to where like people will comment on what you say. You you, you pretty much always start out at the same spot, but like the the way things kind of shake out and like the West Wing style like briefing that that you go through as you. You know, as as things start to happen, uh, you know, it's it's made very clear like what decisions you made in the past. Um, that and uh, if you chose to pursue a specific relationship, that 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 affects things as well because that picks back up in this one as uh, additionally. Hmm. Without you know, it's it's probably it's probably you know apparent what I mean when I say that, but 
I don't want to be the guy who goes and spoils it and says, ooh, this person is here. But Gotcha. Yeah. So, granted, I've played three hours of what is realistically going to be a 60-hour game, so there's going to be more to report on. Um, <laughs> I spent an absurd amount of time today listening to the codec again. Or to the codex. <laughs> You know, going going back in and getting a refresher on like, okay, that's what this alien race is. Not like I need it, but still getting information about, uh, about especially about new enemies and things like that. That's neat. Um, I this like wasting special... time doing that. What's that? David Attenborough's universe. Exactly. <laughs> this is a special place in my heart for the little uh, gas mask wearing capitalists. Oh, the Volus? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to see the other characters. That's that's going to be the uh, that's going to be the the, the the highlight for me. Hey, um, something uh, me and Ben uh, uh we discussing briefly um the other day is um the whole relation uh uh the situation with um same sex uh, relationships mm-hmm. that wasn't is it correct that wasn't an option in the first game was in the second game is in the third game. Okay. This is where it gets complicated in the first game. The only same sex relationship that you could have would be what was if you were a female and you engage in a relationship with Liara, which one was she? Uh, Liara is the, uh, the Asari female and you can Wait, actually is an actually female, it. right? Aren't they unisex? Yeah, they're unisex. So 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 guys so the guys can have a relationship with her as well. Um and if you were if you, if you and if you were going for a straight option, you either went with Caden or Ashley uh in the first game. The second game, there wasn't any kind of like a sorry um, you know, uh, homosexual relationship relationship that you could go after. Uh, so it was just, you're, you were restricted to straight options. Whereas with this one, I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't met enough characters to know like who, who is going to be the, the, uh, the stock Bioware, uh, relationship, uh, perspective people. There's no, uh, what was the, what was the elf from, uh, Dragon Age Origin, Zataran or Zatarian? <laughs> or, or, you know, Zevran. <laughs> Zevran. Uh, yeah. That Did guy. They play there, a there's trumpet. no him yet. Yeah. <laughs> Zydeco. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah no more more to report on that cool so i don't know i hope that's not an anticlimax i hope this game isn't an anticlimax they're definitely uh they, well, they, they, I mean, they, they only until four <laughs> no they've made it clear they've made it clear that it's just a trilogy so yeah yeah they made it clear until they get lots of money oh they're gonna get so much money cart racer <laughs> <laughs> That was episode number 146 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. What can you do? You can go to iTunes and leave us a rating or review. Go to duckfeed.tv and find more information about the show. Download old episodes of the show. Subscribe to us, all those good things. Uh, talk to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Riddle. And uh, most of all, you can tell your friends about us. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at Cole Ross. That's K-O-L-E-R-O-S-S. Dennis, you are? At DeFuria, which is the letter D-F-U-R-I-A. And uh, Ben is, is at Merkelizer. I figure if we get enough people following him, uh, he will toot more than once every six months, although I wouldn't count on it. And David, you are non-Twitter. Yeah, I, I keep meaning to do that. Persona non-Twitter. So um, <laughs> <laughs> for uh, Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, this is Cole. This is Dennis. 
Blink. <laughs> Son of a bitch. David Moneysmith. Okay. And this is bad. Dora, you can edit out all that silence. <laughs> but I won't. 